Welcome to the Fire and Earth Podcast with your hosts, Jason Mefford and Kathy Groover. Fire and Earth, giving you the keys to unlock your limitless potential. Welcome to another episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason Mefford. And I am Kathy Groover, and we are so excited to bring you another amazing guest. So excited to have a conversation with this lady. Dr. Pat Ballone is here. Hey, Dr. Pat, how you doing? Hey, buddy, how you doing? Good, good. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about who you are, what you do, how you got to this point, and, uh, and we'll have a good chat. Well, um, I have a textured background, and um, I have a very diverse background. Um, I'm originally from the Midwest. Um, so, you know, what I always talk about when I'm meeting people from the Midwest and you guys from California is there's always an immediate camaraderie, you know, well, and, and even, it, even people from California, cause my family came from the Midwest in the depression, right? Yeah. 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 See, so it's like we are our DNA. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's the DNA. And we're no, we're not all not our DNA too. And that so, you know, when I was in the Midwest, I used as a kid, I used to always be really interested in science. I used to try to do things like train bees, um, you know, put them in a jar, roll the heck out of them. My father just said, make sure you're pointing that jar the opposite direction where you're standing, <laughs> you know, and you know, and and do things like that. So I ended up going to school, um, chiropractic school. I used to live in Ann Arbor first, and then I decided not to be a medical doctor. Um, I did some uh, volunteer work for an independent study um, for my undergraduate degree at uh, the University of Michigan Hospital uh, in St. Joe's Hospital, they were connected. And a friend of mine said, you've got all the requirements to be a chiropractor, you should be a chiropractor. And I went, why would I want to do that? <laughs> and he goes, because you can help people get well and not use medicine, you know, and, and have them function better. And I went, I don't know. I don't think I want to do that, you know. And um, then a couple months afterwards, I was working as a waitress and working on an MBA. Um, I dropped out of my MBA program. Um, I hurt my shoulder and went to see this chiropractor in Ann Arbor. And I was watching him, you know, do what he did in the office, like walk around and as such. And um, I decided then he was never going to touch me. And that was my first thing. My second thing was I figured if he did it, I could do it and I could do it better. And um, so I applied to school and I went and I never looked back. I've had some incredible teachers in my time that, um, you know, always had that, you know, one of my MOs is do good, have fun. Another MO of mine is, you know, what you got isn't necessarily what you got. Mm. Um, and then, you know, and then from that time span, then I would have, I found other people that I learned, you know, significant things from like Jeff Bland, who's out on the West coast, he's alive and well. Um, and so he, he always talked about, you know, functional medicine. I was like, what mm -hmm. the heck is functional medicine? And then, um, he had a company, um, in Gig Harbor, um, and that was connected with a company that I still use products of theirs because I found that I get the best results with them. That's metagenics. Mm -hmm. um, and so, it, you know, and I apply my programs that I give to people. I do them myself. <laughs> you know, I recently had a really bad case of an allergic reaction, food poisoning, acute that, you know, when I, within three days of after getting my program, I started a particular medical food and that I felt so much better, you know, and I did some other things that were things that, you know, a friend of mine called me up from, 
he was a PhD from Albert Schweitzer, right? And he said, oh, do you know what he used in the jungle for dysentery? And so we had these, you know, I had all these people kind of recross my path, my acupuncturist, we all got in contact with each other right around the same time. And they really shared these tidbits of wisdom for things like that, which made everything made a big difference. So cool. um, I was on Cape Cod for 10 years, then I went to Boston for 10 years. Um, and then I decided to go to acupuncture school. And so when I went to acupuncture school, people always asked me, because I studied my formulas and herbs in Mandarin, people always asked me, what were you going to do when you're finished with that? I said, retire. This is really a lot of work. And I never realized how much brain power that really sucked out of me during that, like, you know, two, two and a half, three-year program, you know, that I was in. Um, and, you know, so even like, you know, a year later, I was still thinking like, why do I want to sleep <laughs> in the morning? And it's just like, you, you know, you just really, you know, use a lot of brain power. So, so I have this uh, in my toolbox of how I help people. Um, you know, I've learned things like, you know, doing myofascial release, you know, in particular um, people's uh, applied kinesiology. Um, I, you know, how to use needles for an emotional, to get rid of the emotional component so that you can really go deep quickly as opposed to waiting two or three months why you know trying to figure something out and I'm a sports physician too so I've worked um, things like the Boston Marathon I worked at Special Olympics when it first came out at Harvard um, and you know and just had some really wonderful great experiences um, helping sick people get well and well people to maintain their wellness yeah. and also offering people information <coughs> excuse me so that you know you could get the information that you needed so that you can make an educated decision about what's best for me to go forward. Not me, meaning me, Dr. Pat, sure. but meaning, you know, whoever I was, you know, helping with. Yeah, that's so, great. So I, I want to go back to something, which is you met someone who explained functional medicine. For people at home who have heard that term or don't, aren't familiar with that term, what is functional medicine? It's the paradigm shift from the world is flat to the world is round in medicine. Mm -hmm. And so, what it does is it, it's very individualistic. So it takes what's going on with a person, their whole person, and how they're interacting with their environment. You know, whether it's the food that you eat, the water you drink, the air that you breathe, the chemicals that you use in your house to clean your house, or the fertilizer, gardening things, and, like, and how that interacts with you. And then how your body's responding to it. Because if your immune system is totally blown out, and you have constant perpetual exposure to that, you eventually develop things like chronic illness and disease you know, and that take away from your good health and take away from your precious time on the planet and also interfere with your relationships um, with your, you know, parents, family, friends, it, you know, it limits your mobility. You know, it's always, it's always like when you're saying those things, you know, I always say pain is not a lifestyle and it's not, it's just an indicator that something's going on. And the idea is to be a CSI agent and figure out where the heck is that? You know, like, where's the inflammation at? That's yeah. all the reasons why we get sick. You know, when you look at it from a functional medicine point of view, is that three basic reasons why we get sick. One's trauma, which creates inflammation and that starts yeah. at birth. And then you have the toxins. We just talked about that a couple of seconds ago. I mentioned the air, the water, you know, the food that we yeah. eat. You know, and then you have your thoughts and thoughts can undo anything, you know, a good chunk of whatever you do good to get your mechanics in alignment, like by seeing a chiropractor, osteopath, or whoever, and 
And also can undo, you know, the things that you eat. We all know that like, oh, I just ate a really great meal and I'm really happy about it. Then you get upset and you're not digesting your food, you know, and then you stay up, you know, you're not getting sleep. There's a whole, you know, big dynamic with um, what I call five pillars of health, you know, like diet and nutrition are two different things, even though under the same umbrella. I mean, you could have, you know, unless you have good, great nutrition with your diet, then there could be a component that's out of place there, a piece of the puzzle's gone. You know, proper exercise, proper sleep, positive mental attitudes, huge, you know, and that properly functioning nervous system that really, you know, is integral with the, you know, your posture, how you're standing, how you hold yourself, where your head's at, you know, on your body and where, you know, what your spine looks like. So it's, it's huge. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, <laughs> Did you I get all that? <laughs> I, I, I'm like still processing half of what you just said. I've taken some notes too, but it's, you know, it, it always fascinates me to meet people like you. Um, oh, thank you. Because I'm kind of the same way in that it looks like you have, you've studied lots of different things. You've looked at different, different ways of thinking about some of this stuff and then you're picking those good things that work and bringing them into a, a way that you can help that individual as an individual mm-hmm. right For sure um mm-hmm. be, be, because again you know i mean we've talked with lots of people you know hypnotherapists other you know types of, of, of therapists uh, the gamut of a lot mm-hmm. of different people and what always interests interests me is some things work better for certain people and other things don't, right? So it's 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 like trying to find be like that CSI agent that mm-hmm. you just talked about. What is it that Jason or Kathy needs? Because we are different individuals and other people. And you're you're doing that. You're helping people uh, well, at that individual level. Sometimes on that intuitive part, you know, if I ever do acupuncture on somebody, I always, when I'm looking at the emotional component, I use kinesiology on meridian points that I'm interested in for those particular reasons. And, you know, a lot of times people end up crying, (laughs) not because I didn't even use any needles yet, because I'm like, what's going on? You know, tell me what's going on with X, Y, and Z. And one of my mentors always used to say, what you got isn't necessarily what you got. And that's why you have to cut through those layers. And, you know, and it's also being able to like read in between the lines and like listening to what people are saying you know, and do it just like, you know, just being open and just, you know, to say like, well, did you ever think of this for a solution? Cause I love solving problems. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like my, a friend of mine said, that's what your book, why are you sick, fat and tired? That's what it does is it solves someone's problem. It shows somebody where to start their health journey. So they're not wasting time, energy, or money right, someplace exactly. else. And so it's, 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 it's just, it's really, it's, um, I have, uh, you know, I, I found that gift that I've been given to do that. And I use it pretty extensively a lot of time. That's so great. And that's why we have you on. So you use the term chiropractic. I think pretty much everybody now at this point knows what a chiropractor does. Uh, you said acupuncture, though people might not understand the exact how of it. I think they've heard of it. So explain to people what kinesiology is, because I, I, I know what that is, but a lot of people don't. So how do you use kinesiology and what is that, uh, what is that system? Well, kinesiology can give you a subclinical value. And so if you are proficient at muscle testing, 
you can um, enter somebody's energy field. Like Michael Gerber wrote a book years ago, which the name exactly escapes me, but it was, it, it's a book that took me like two years to read. It was very heavy kind of, and it was written for the layperson. But, you know, we have energy fields around us. So if you can get into somebody's energy field and learn a specific technique for that kinesiology, my technique was TBM or total body modification is what it means. Um, and also NHT, um, just Scott Walker, who's still in South, um, he's in um, San Diego area. Uh, and taking those things and like learning how to like, you know, the, those acupuncture points, because they relate to acupuncture points, how do we get in there and um, be able to help somebody get that information from them? Like, what do they really need? Like how many, you know, sometimes I use it to, you know, like, well, if I want to, I call it pulsing. Uh, someone that's like, how much, you know, how many of these, the supplement, the natural supplement do you need to take to get you, you know, to refill your bank? And how many days do you need to do it in? It's just a subclinical level. It's not, you know, like, you know, black and white. And there's a lot of gray area to it. And sometimes you can't test somebody because you can't get into that field with them and so I always say like you know go with the flow do it next time no big deal but the kinesiology is when you test when something makes somebody test stronger a point then it's usually indicative that's a good thing for someone whatever it is you know sometimes when I'm you know first testing people when they're disbelievers I use things like um like mustard ketchup you know things that are like what do you got in your purse and in like, or your cell phone, someone tested me one time on a cell phone that had a, a EMF blocker in it. And, you know, I tested strong and this person looked at me and said, you must have some device on you. You know, and I did, I have my Q-Link that I wear all the time. And I, you know, and when I lived in B airspace in Boston and I was trying to first study for acupuncture, I couldn't focus because you had all this stuff going on in downtown Boston. And um, after I did this, it was like, I could just sit in front of a computer. I felt protected um, and I could concentrate very you know, significantly for hours sometimes. You know, so kinesiology is just a way to like have an, uh, be able to use like a typewriter to get into someone's energy field and get into their body to see if whatever you have to offer them, you know, is um, something that's complementary for, the, yeah. for their well-being. Very cool. Jason, you had an idea. Well, as, as, as you were talking, I was I was remembering. So again, I'm still kind of new to the kinesiology side of it, you know. And so as you're as you're talking about it, but I remember um, my younger brother. Um, he actually did some therapy stuff to begin with. So tell me if this is what 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 it kind of actually is. Mm -hmm. But he would um, the therapist would put like salt in his hand. And then have him hold out his arm and he'd kind yeah. of push on his arm and he'd put metal in his hand and kind of do some different things like that to kind of get a feel for, you know, what made him stronger, you know, mm -hmm. versus yeah. weaker kind of thing. That's, mm -hmm. that's kind of what you're, what you're talking about there a little bit, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you can, you can use food, you can use, you know, um, your environment, you can use, you know, like for, um, you know, for, for somebody like, you know, can you drink coffee, right? Everyone, you know, it's just like people either like it or they don't, but if they drink coffee, some people probably should never have it. And it might just, and it might just be a certain brand of coffee because coffees have a tendency to have mold in them if they're not stored properly. 
And so if you're testing somebody on coffee, you could have coffee that doesn't have mold or mold, and you could test people on to see just to give you a subclinical level of whether or not something's working for somebody or something is something's really detracting, you know, from that person's health and wellness in their energy field. Yeah. So effectively, as you're testing people with those different things, you're because it's close to them or on their person, you're kind of in their energy field. And so you uh -huh. can then see how the energy of them is interacting with whatever it is that you're testing uh -huh. against. You know, I always go on the basis of whether or not um, a person wants to have that happen. So like, you know, someone's like, they might want to have that happen, but it might not be an energetic day for them to do it. So I, when I, when you, I ask the body for permission mm -hmm. before I perform that type of service. And so in when I, and how I do it is by muscle testing. So if I have, there's an entry point right between your eyebrows, you know, that you just place two fingers on when I muscle test somebody. And if that test weak, then I'm okay. To, I'm good to go. You know, because I'm, you know, they're saying, I, I'm asking, can I get in? And their energy feels going down. So it's like, bingo. And then, you know, if I can't, then there's a little trick of trade that I learned to like confuse the body a little bit <laughs> and see if I could still do it. Can, you know, cause I have them just keep their eyes open and shake their head mm -hmm. and I go back and I muscle test again. And if it's, if it's, you know, states like if it stayed strong, then I would just say like, you know, next time, mm -hmm. you know, we'll, we'll do it. Because whatever they're resisting, yeah. allowing you to kind of come in and see what's going on. Right. You know, and I always learned from Victor Frank, who did the total body modification, that you first have to fix structure before you do any of the stuff anyway. So you've got to have somewhere to start to help somebody because structures function. If you don't have good structure, then you can't have good function. Yeah. And so you've got to, you know, go, go, you know, always go to basics. You know, let's, let's fix the basics. Let's fix the foundation. And then you can do, you can have fun, <laughs> you know, and do a lot of other different things. That's cool. You also, you had also talked about inflammation. And I know that was a huge buzz a couple of years back. Everyone was talking about chronic inflammation and foods that are inflammatory and drinks that are inflammatory. How does that inflammation affect the body and how do we help get rid of that? Well, you know, there's, you know, when you talked about, you know, just mentioned food, one of the things about food is that people sometimes can have reactivity to food and not have that reactivity show up till about four or five days later. So it's really difficult. Like when you're looking at, you know, like an, an immediate way is that when you eat food, if you get tired after you eat, or you feel like my stomach, you know, kind of feel like, uh, like the other day I went out and I had a, you know, I was feeling like I wanted to have a beer. You know, and I took like four sips, you know, for drinks of it mm -hmm. and I put it down. I could just feel it when it hit my stomach was like, like splash thinking, I don't think this is a good idea, <laughs> you know, paid for mm -hmm. it left. I got, I have my beer fixed for the whole summer. Yeah, um, <laughs> and so you're a cheap, you're a cheap, cheap, uh, cheap date <laughs> for beer. <laughs> um, I do like champagne, but like the, um, but the, you know, they, when you're having food and people have that, you know, um, that inflammation, like for instance, if somebody has pain, they have low back pain, neck pain, you know, they have, um, chronic fatigue, those kinds of things, they should really pay attention to how they feel in the morning when they first get up. And if they're achy, they're sore, they've got something going on someplace, then they should really take a look at what food that they ate. And even when you have go through the day and you're eating 
if you start feeling like, you know, oh, it's the afternoon going, God, my low back's killing me. Oh, what did I have? You know, I'm like, oh, I had dessert at lunch, you know? So staying away from sugar, you know, as a sugar or sugar substitutes, you know, is really a good thing. A lot of people think having sugar substitutes is okay, but but the problem with them is that the sugar substitute makes things a lot worse for your gut, you know, and for you to be able to lose weight. It interferes with that. You actually gain weight with sugar substitutes. And so, you know, taking and looking at like mapping out your food, you know, and mapping just like, you know, oh, I just ate this and like an hour and a half later, man, I needed to go lay down. Then you probably had too many carbohydrates in that meal, you know, and if you're, you know, and if you're not waking up energized, you know, like when, you know, if you want to talk about sleep for a couple seconds there, because it relates that people who eat late, go to sleep, they never get into that 110 minute cycle you know, of going from stage one, stage two, stage three, and four, which is where the magic happens, and then REM. And the only reason why REM happens, like I always think it's like when people walk around, you know, in their sleep, you know, is that they're not exactly in REM, because if they were, they'd be paralyzed. So they, you know, because they're, your body stops moving. And then the magic in three and four during that cycle which is usually after 30 minutes that you're falling asleep because that's the light stuff. That's what you want to do during the daytime. You want to go take a nap so you have better cognition. You're thinking better. You're feeling better. You're moving better. You get up and go back into your project and like you can do more in less time. That's Einstein's time for me. Um, Then that works great. You know, but if you have, you know, are people who are taking melatonin as a supplement, melatonin surges between one and four o'clock in the morning. So taking it to me makes absolutely zero sense if you're going to take it during the daytime as a supplement. It's better to take melatonin like just before you go to bed if you really have a melatonin deficiency, but you might not have a melatonin deficiency. Your deficiency might be is that you're not getting into the deep sleep because that's where you know, the brain detoxes, the body, the organs detox. It's where all that, you know, like you repair, revitalize, restore. So where the, all the hormones um, do what they're supposed to do and get, you know, rebalanced out. So that part of that sleep cycle is so important, you know, and, you know, creating hygiene around your sleep mm-hmm. and your ritual around sleep, you know, turning the computer off or using these glasses at night for, um, you know, for being on a computer, you block out all that blue light from you, you know, and it's like, it's not affecting your Olympic system. It's not like, okay, how many more games can I play on my telephone? Or should I clean my closet out again? Um, you know, or having, you know, that thought process, you know, ruminating and you can't shut your brain off. You know, the, you know, I, I always tell people as a, you know, that hot tip, that health hack is like, if you can do something about what's keeping you up, go do it. You know, exactly. and, then, and then give yourself permission to go to sleep. Yep. And if, if you sell like laying there, then get back up and write those keywords down because those keywords aren't going to change from the time you close your eyes and actually fall asleep, you know, and that, and then you can use things like binaural beats, white noise, mm-hmm. Um, you can chant, you can listen to a book, you know, or something like that, that, that gets you back into that more sleepy stage. Yeah. I love that you said that because I've, I've done so many talks about sleep and, and I used to, when I did like my, my workplace wellness talks, I talked mm-hmm. about sleep and food and all that thing. And, you know, if you wake up in the middle of the night and you're laying there agonizing on whether you paid the mortgage or not, 
get up and look like don't try to convince you like go see if the stove is on go see i remember waking up in the middle of the night i i used to wear four rings mm-hmm. and during massage of course i have to take the rings off uh and i woke up in the middle of the night and for some reason if i if i don't feel my rings when i'm asleep it, it kind of freaks me out somehow so i woke up in the middle of the night and i could feel that i only had three of my four rings on and the mm-hmm. one that wasn't there was my grandmother's engagement ring. And I had this panic at like two o'clock in the morning of, oh my God, I remember putting them back on. What if I dropped in the parking lot as I was walking to my car? You know, and I was just, I couldn't get back to sleep. And I finally said, you know what, screw this. I got to go look. I got in my car. I drove to my office. I found the ring sitting in the dish. I put it back on. I drove home. I went back to sleep. Right. I know that I would have agonized all night long wondering what happened to that ring so i solved the problem you know mm-hmm. people i think so many people feel like they, they're they're stuck they're tied in they have to stay in bed they're it's strapped like, oh. in <laughs> yeah it's like get up and solve you know if it's like you said if it's something solvable get up and solve the problem you know check on that thing that's worrying you or do a brain dump you know write it all out promise that you're going to do it in the morning and mm-hmm. then go back to sleep rather than driving yourself crazy so i'm so glad you said that because i have told people that for for years to just go solve the problem. So I'm very glad you said that. Yeah, it's, and, and also, you know, the, I think a big part too, is like really, you know, setting the stage, like, you know, and, and having a bed that supports you. And, you know, when you go to sleep, say your affirmations, Yeah. you know, when, you, when you're dealing with three brains and the one that's going to, that you got to keep on knocking off your shoulder, the lizard brain, <laughs> like get the heck out of here. I only need you if a saber tooth tiger is in front of me or someone's going to try to run into my car and run a red light. You know, that's when I need you. Other than that, leave me alone because you have this, you know, relational brain and you have this reactionary brain so that you can create better sequencing for positive events. And so when you have something positive that happens to you, you can get just used to like, you know, going scratching your head, you know, at the same place, you know, like every time, you know, and if you start having a lot of them, that'd be really great. Right. (laughs) Um, But, you know, you can click your fingers, you can touch your fingertips. You know, and just tie into something that when you feel really positive, I mean, if you have a boyfriend who has an ex-wife and she always used to sit in one chair, never sit in that chair, you know, that mental association with that is Mm -hmm. huge. Um, and, and, you know, then there's little tricks of the trade to make that all kind of, you know, piece them together and put the pieces of the puzzle together, you know, that way, then you're stronger, you know, you're more balanced you're doing things that are beneficial mentally, physically, socially, and spiritually for your body that makes life a lot easier. Um, and, you know, it, it just, you know, and that, and, you know, the whole thing, see a chiropractor, have a massage, Yeah. you know, I would love to be there with you for your next treatment. <laughs> <laughs> so much stuff. Well, and what you just said about the anchoring and it, we had Mike Mandel, who's one of the top hypnotists in the world mm-hmm. on, and he was talking about that awesome anchor that you, when you get yourself into awesome. that feeling good, you go awesome. And so that way oh, we need to that feel good. You can look at that and fire that awesome anchor and get that feeling back. So I love that you brought that up too. It all comes back together. Uh, yeah. J- Jason, any, we're, well, of course we're out of time because that's what we do. Uh, Jason, <laughs> Jason uh, anything, final thoughts for you? And then we'll throw it back to you, Dr. Pat, and you could talk about how people can reach you and all that good stuff. Well, I think for me, this is one where I got to go back and listen to this one again. <laughs> right? This is one of those episodes where it's like, okay, I think I understood what you were saying there, but let me go back and look at that again. But 
but I, but I love the, the idea, you know, again, as you said, that it really is, I think, I think you mentioned there were five, five different areas, right? That mm -hmm. it, yeah. You know, like that call like, five pillars of health. Yeah. The five yeah. pillars of health. And that really, if any of those are kind of out of whack, then that's probably what's going on. Right. And, and I think that's, you know, that what, what you got isn't necessarily what you got, mm -hmm. right, is, is the idea. And, and the more that I've learned about this and kind of realized, you know, like that when people say, yo, you know, I have this headache and it's like, hmm. Mm, gut. There's, there's, there, well, there's reasons, right? I mean, there, uh -huh. there's a couple of symptomatic <laughs> reasons um, why you have a headache, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so, but the more that we get in tune with that and start realizing and thinking about these five different areas of our life, mm -hmm. the more balanced that we can end up being, right? Because like you said, if somebody only focuses on exercise, let's say they go to the gym like a fiend for, you know, two hours a day, but if they're eating or there's the toxins, or there's the other things in their life, yep. they're still not going to get the full effect out of their body, only focusing on one or two, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you, it's all—it's like a, a large piece of a pie, and you can't really out-exercise a bad diet. Yeah. No, right. who you are, where you are, you can't out-exercise a bad diet. And, you know, you have to honor your body as a sanctuary. And, you know, and if your body is like the energetic field is the, the, or, you know, physical field, you know, if there's something that's out of balance, it makes more sense to fix it before it becomes a crisis. You know, Western medicine, Western medicine focuses on that, you know, like what's the matter with you, what's your symptom, you know, and, you know, people who are practitioners who are in the functional lifestyle medicine realm are always looking for, you know, what is it? Is that the root and what's the cause of it? And then you can go into what, where, when, why, and how to like get out of it. Cause it isn't really the diagnosis of the disease. It's what, how's your, how are you interacting with the environment that you're in? And then what can I do to make for my next step going like, okay, where's my weakest link? You know, I want to know where my weakest link is because I want to fortify it. Yeah, absolutely. And Right. And so, you know, there's, you know, I, and that's, Part of the reason why, you know, that my book shows that why you're sick, fat and tired, it shows that so that you can kind of like identify it. And then you can say, now I know what my new year's resolution should be. So I can, you know, not like blow out a week later and just blow it off. Now I know where I need to focus so that I can be there for my family my kids and, you know, people who really matter to you. Yeah, I love that. And what a beautiful, what a beautiful place to end. Dr. Pat, why don't you tell people where they can get in touch with you, where they can get your book, what's the best site, all that good stuff. Good. Okay. I will start at the top. My website is healthteamnetwork.com and people can find me on LinkedIn. Um, that's how we met on mm -hmm. LinkedIn. And um, I'm sure you'll have show notes um, with the actual link or yep. the right? And then Facebook, I have a, a business page there and I uh, use Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, and um, also um, I'm uh, launching shortly a, a DYI Stronger Than Medicine course. That's the basic course for people just to get, you know, some of the stuff that we talked about today, but kind of like start putting the glue together and that will happen. I'm in the middle of writing that right now. Um, so um, if somebody wants to get in contact with me, um, my uh, email address is askdrpat at healthteamnetwork.com. Um, and that's in my book, you can get on Amazon or any, there's other digital uh, medias that carry that. But mm -hmm. I always send people to Amazon, it's easy, everyone 
goes to Amazon basically. Yeah, exactly. Or well, Barnes and Noble and that type perfect. of thing. So that's it. <laughs> yay, yay. This yeah, has been such a great conversation. Yeah. So right up my alley. I mean, it, it takes me back to stuff that I was studying and doing years ago that I haven't really thought about in a while. So thank well, you. Sometimes that's why you go back to basics. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Yeah. I've, uh, yeah. It's just about going back to basics. That's, that's absolutely true. The basics. Mm -hmm. Food, water, breathe, poop, put good thoughts in your brain. Yeah. It's like <laughs> and then everything will go. <laughs> everything will go fine. Perfect. This Perfect. has been such a great conversation, Dr. Matt. Thank you thank so much for thank being you. on the show. It's great. Uh, it I'm great. Kathy Gruber. I can be reached at kathygruber.com. And I'm Jason Mefford. I can be reached at jasonmefford.com. So go out, get Dr. Pat's book. Um, I'm going to be doing that afterwards here so that I can get myself a little bit more edumacated <laughs> and uh, just start thinking about your whole health. And again, this is probably one of those episodes to go back and listen to again, because there's a lot of stuff in it. So with that, have a great rest of your week and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Fire Nerds Podcast. See ya. Yeah.